Hey there, friend. Got a minute? I know you're really excited about listening to today's episode, but I got a great feeling you're going to want to hear about my latest creation, especially if you're the smart, forward-thinking kind of woman that I know you are. And if you're actively looking for ways to improve in your own self-care and wellness, consider this a sign, synchronicity, or just serendipity playing full out to bring a little clarity and fun your way. Now, you know I love to talk about self-awareness on this show because to know yourself is to bring more joy and confidence your way. So that's why I'm so excited to share with you all the deets on my latest creation, the What's Your Divine Energy Mix quiz. The What's Your Divine Energy Mix quiz helps you to appreciate your unique mix of divine feminine and divine masculine energy so that you can unlock your muse method. And your Muse method is your ideal self-care and wellness pathway based on your preferences, your way of being, and your unique take on life. I've gotten so many positive reviews from quiz takers who have absolutely fallen in love with their results. They ask me things like, how did you know this about me? Which brings my heart so much joy. And I want you to fall in love with your results too. To find out what your ideal self-care and wellness pathway is, here's what you got to do. You got to go to www.heycarladiaz.com forward slash quiz to answer 11 questions. You can literally be done in five minutes or less. And once you're done taking the quiz, your results will be flying into your inbox. And trust me, you're going to love your guide. So what are you waiting for? Go take the quiz today and I'll see you on the other side of your results. Positive-minded people view unfortunate events like a job loss as caused by outside forces and fleeting in nature. So an optimist might view losing their jobs in terms of the company needing to downsize and not because they themselves as an individual were unqualified for the role. So a pessimist will look at the same situation and blame themselves for it and believes it occurred by their own doing and their own bad luck. So pessimists tend to believe that the outcome is fixed or that it's their fate. While optimists see the outcome as mutable and related to an outside force or decision-making factor, a pessimist believes that it's his fault. Welcome to the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast, the place where busy mamas tune in to take out the struggle from the daily work-life juggle. I'm your host, Carla Diaz. I'm a married mama of three who jumped off the hot mess express and turned in her people-pleasing ways to become your personal cheerleader and encourager of dreams. Every week, you can expect simple and actionable tips on how to improve your own health and wellness. Are you ready to shift your mindset to go from that grouchy lady that your friends put up with to the joyful mama everyone wants to keep up with? Then this is the podcast for you. This podcast is sponsored by the five days to more energy so that you'll never skip a workout again challenge. In as little as five days, you can run away with all the best tips and tricks on how to naturally boost your energy to do more of the things that you love. For more information, you can go to this podcast show notes, or you can check out www.heycarladiaz.com forward slash five day challenge. See you there. Is there such a thing as too much positivity? Can high doses of positivity be toxic? 
As an eternal optimist, my first response, my gut reaction is to say no. I mean, think about it. If you've ever spent any time with a pessimistic person, and granted, not all of them are hanging out in their shadow all the time, you can feel how draining their way of being is. Eeyore is cute and all, but there's only so much melancholy you can take until you've had your fill. At least speaking for myself, that's my truth. We can all think of at least one person who's so grumpy, someone who is so down in the dumps that you avoid that person because you don't want to feel drained by their drama. But is it possible to feel drained by too much positivity? Can excessive positivity be intoxicating? Welcome to the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast, episode 23. Is there such a thing as too much positivity? I'm your host, Carla Diaz, and today we're talking all about being optimistic and whether or not being too optimistic is not so good for you. So in today's episode, we're going to be looking at the key differences between how a pessimist operates and also how an optimist thinks. We're going to look at the upside to positivity, and yes, we're going to take a look at the downside to positivity, and hopefully we'll be able to strike a balance between the two so that you can, you know, I, I am going to steer you in my direction of what I what I feel on this topic, but of course, you're welcome to have your own thoughts on the subject, and in fact, I'd love to hear from you if you have something that you want to add to the conversation, and to do that, you can head over to the show notes for this particular episode. If you scroll all the way down, there is a little comment box so you can always leave me your thoughts there. I do love hearing from you guys. You can leave this podcast episode a review or you can find us on Instagram at Joyful Energetic Mama Podcast and you can direct message me or you can leave a comment in one of the posts. I'd love to hear your take on today's topic. So without any further interruption, let's dive right into it. So what are the key differences between an optimist and a pessimist? Here's a simple definition. Optimists are positive and they tend to look on the bright side of things. While pessimists have a negative point of view and they feel that if something bad can happen, it will. So I recently stumbled upon an interesting way to explain why people tend to view or anticipate the outcome events the way that they do. So the VIA Institute on Character website described these tendency, excuse me, described these tendencies as either an optimistic explanatory style or a pessimistic explanatory style. So after digging a little further, because honestly, I was not sure what they meant by explanatory style, I've learned that it is a psychological term that looks at the specific ways an individual copes or tends to explain unpredictable events. So according to these styles, people who adopt an optimistic explanatory style towards uncontrollable events tend to view outside events as external, unstable, and specific. So while those who favor a pessimistic explanatory style look at uncontrollable events as internal, stable, and global. So once again, if you have an optimistic explanatory style, you're going to look at outside events as external, unstable, and specific. Where on the flip side, if you have that pessimistic explanatory style, you're going to look at things that you can't control as internal, 
stable, and global. So what does that mean? So roughly speaking, it means that positive-minded people view unfortunate events, whether it be a job loss or some, you know, hardship that they're going through, that that instance is caused by outside forces and is fleeting in nature. So an optimist might view losing their jobs in terms of the company needing to downsize and not because they are inept for the job. While pessimists would look at the same situation, blame themselves for it, and believe that it occurred by their own doing or their own bad luck. So we're starting to see a trend here, right? Pessimists tend to believe that the outcome is fixed and it's their fate, while an optimist sees the outcome as mutable, meaning it can be changed, and related to an outside force or decision-making factor. So they look at an unfortunate event as a standalone event that happened for outside forces, and it's not you know, due to any fault of their own or because of any certain characteristic that brought it upon themselves. So when positivity is a good thing, the power of positive thinking has many benefits. I'm sure that you know, if you know a lot of upbeat people that you see that they tend to be happier, uh, they don't tend to be bogged down so much by drama or outside circumstances. But studies have also shown that positive patients tend to have better health treatment outcomes, optimists tend to live longer, and they tend to be more productive. Optimists tend to believe that setbacks are due to temporary factors, like we described before, and if something doesn't go their way, optimists believe it's due to the current circumstances, not because there's something wrong with them. What are the benefits of being positive? According to Zach Cutler, one of the benefits to being positive is the ability to see failures as opportunities to learn. Sure, in the thick of it, failure sucks. It doesn't feel good. But failure is also the launching pad to growth. And when seen as a way to course correct, it can move us along the spectrum of being the best possible version of ourselves. When positivity fails us. So this is going to be fun because the idealist in me is going to have the opportunity to play a little devil's advocate. And after careful thought, I do believe that despite all the good things that we've heard about positivity and being optimistic, that toxic positivity is a real thing. And there's a real danger in being too optimistic. So this is the way that I like to explain toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is wanting the grass to be so green that in the act of continuously watering it, you create mud. For one thing, when you let your positivity go off the rails, it can cause you to become unrealistic about your current situation. Toxic positivity dismisses the fact that sometimes the best case scenario isn't really a positive one. You know, sometimes events in your life are really out of your control, despite whatever well wishes you have or whatever positive thinking. Uh, No matter what you try to do to change the results to make them more favorable, the outcome is fixed. So the truth is that sometimes even the most positive person, having that attitude will cause them to miss the mark. And that's okay. So sometimes in your quest to be so positive and to always view the world with rose-colored glasses, you can really cause yourself a disservice. 
Yes, positive people are known to be problem solvers, but when your lens to the world is unrealistic, your vision can become distorted. And the, por- and the person that distortion hurts most is you. In many ways, toxic positivity is like flying too close to the sun. So while I was preparing my notes for this podcast episode, I started thinking about, I, I for whatever reason, I went back to thinking to my elementary school days and that's where I discovered that I love mythology. And I thought of the story of Daedalus and Icarus. And so I don't know if you guys remember it, but I feel like toxic positivity in a lot of ways is like flying too close to the sun, similar to the fate of Icarus in that mythological tale. So Daedalus and his son Icarus, you know, if you remember the story, they were trying to escape from a tower on the island of Crete. And Daedalus devised a plan to escape. He collected enough bird feathers and fastened them together with wax to make wings for his, son, for his son and himself. So on the day that they were to fly away from the tower, Daedalus warned his son Icarus to set a mid-course, neither too high nor too low. Because if he flew too low, his wings would be weighed down from the splash and mist of the waves. And if he flew too high, the wax that held the feathers together would melt and he would fall out of the sky. So Icarus, as we know, those who love this story as much as I do, he didn't listen and instead he chose to fly high. And sure enough, the wax melted and his wings fell apart and he fell into the water to his death. So when I think of the dangers of being too positive, that's the story that comes to mind. Um, You know, I think we need to look at things from a healthy balance, a healthy perspective. So A healthy dose of positivity creates resilience. We really need to rethink what it means to be positive. And I'm a little cautious of certain influencers out there who are always preaching this positivity because, like I said, it can create a disservice to people who, you know, are being influenced by your message. And then, you know, what happens if something is beyond their control? It kind of it kind of, you know, sets a tone that sets you up for failure. But I just want to say that a healthy dose of positivity creates resilience. And that's a very important trait. So growing in resilience is important because it allows you to survive a difficult situation. So now we all know that building resilience doesn't guarantee that the outcome of that difficult situation will be positive. It doesn't even indicate that the outcome will be something that you actually want. But it's your positive thinking that helps you to pull through. And that's the important part there. It's the right amount of optimism that pushes you forward because of your belief that as harrowing as your situation may be at the moment, it's only temporary. So we also can definitely benefit from a healthy dose of positivity because it also respects your emotions. And so we've identified that it creates a realistic picture, right? But it also respects your emotions. So sometimes being too positive can fail to acknowledge the depth of an overwhelming situation. We know what it feels like to share a vulnerable moment with a friend and receive a well-meant positive remark like, it's okay, you can still do it, or you know, look on the bright side of things or, you know, 
you're complaining about your kids causing chaos in your life right now, but you're going to miss those days. Those kind of comments. I'm sure that us as moms, um, you know, we've, we've experienced that and we've felt what those words, even though those words were meant to lift us up, how they just left us feeling disconnected, right? Um, and it's because sometimes positive remarks are really out of touch with our current emotional state. And all we want in that moment when we are expressing our anguish, when we are sharing our overwhelm, is we don't want someone to tell us things are going to get better. We just want validation for our feelings and acknowledgement that it's okay to feel this way. And instead, when you get a comment that leaves you feeling disconnected, you can actually feel ashamed for sharing your pain. And it can even make you feel like it's not okay for you to talk about the uncomfortable things in your life. And what does that do? It just leaves you feeling isolated and misunderstood and really, you know, sets us up for loneliness and missing out on a human connection, which is what we need at that moment when we're grieving or when we're dealing with a tough moment in our lives. So what can you do? Instead of offering that well-meaning positive comment, you as a good friend, you can just acknowledge the feelings, offer compassion and acceptance. A hug with the words, I'm sorry that you're going through this, or I'm here for you, I'm listening, goes a long way. So remember, you don't have to have an answer. Listening with your heart and your mind is enough. So in our final thoughts about putting toxic positivity into perspective. Always being positive can make it hard for a person to deal with their own difficult emotions. And it can suggest that only quote-unquote good-feeling emotions are valid ones. And if there's anything that I've learned in my own journey to personal development and well-being is that my feelings are my guides to understanding what's going on in my inner world. And the best way to hold space for the depth of my world is to honor all of my emotions, not just the positive ones. So on that note, I hope if you were thinking that being positive is the only way to be and it's the absolute uh, solution to any situation that you're in, I hope that maybe you've broadened your understanding that it's okay. It's okay to not always be so positive. I think a healthy dose of it is good. It's only when we, you know, metaphorically speaking, start flying too close to the sun that we can wind up getting burned. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Joyful Energetic Mama podcast. I always love trying to bring a new perspective, a new point of view, just to broaden your mind and, you know, enrich your lives in some way. Because I know we're busy. I know we're overwhelmed. And, you know, the go-to thing sometimes is like, oh, be positive, be positive. But You know, sometimes it's perfectly fine just to feel all the feels. In fact, it's healthy. You need to be comfortable with all of your emotions. It makes you more adjusted and it it makes you more resilient and more hearty because, you know, not every day is a good day and that's okay. 
So on that note, I hope you'll join me for next week. And until then, the joyful, energetic mama in me sees and honors the joyful and energetic mama in you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe so that you're notified and never miss an episode. And of course, if you found today's topic super valuable, let me know by writing a review. And if you're not quite ready to do that, you can always share this episode with your friends. And remember, if you'd like to learn more about the 5 Days to More Energy Challenge, you can click on the link in the show notes for this episode or go to heycarladiaz.com forward slash 5 Day Challenge for more information. Thank you.